We took a weekend off from touring And so we made our way back home We heard our house party was brewing It's Friday, so let's get drunk, yeah, yeah. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to The Last Call Podcast on this glorious Friday uh, apparently I've already started drinking cause I am already <laughs> slurring the intro. I'm sorry about that, but welcome on this glorious Friday. I am your host, Aaron Thompson. Alongside me as always is my co-host Nick Warner. Say, Hey Nick. Welcome back everybody. Can I just say I, I'm in a fantastic mood today. Why is that Nick? It, it, it is at, at the time of recording, it is 65 degrees out and like sunny birds are chirping it feels like spring is finally back and warm weather has returned and i'm so excited man i still have snow on the ground you lucky son of a bitch okay well there's 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 still snow on the ground but it's starting to melt and like it's like all my problems are melting away like honestly when summer and comes around my mood is just skyrockets like it's amazing it's such a great feeling i love spring like even in college, like you're you go through classes all winter, you come out and it's the spring. We had quarters. We didn't do semesters at our college. We had quarters. So we had spring quarter. That was my favorite quarter. Just the the sun started to come out. It's always cloudy in Indiana for whatever reason, just constant in the winter. So the sun finally starts to peek through and I love that feeling so Dude, much. Honestly, the spring quarter was like yeah, you, you have the excitement of coming back in the fall, like starting a new year of college and everything, which is cool and everything. But when you go through the shitty winter quarter and it's just like 10 weeks or sorry, 11 weeks straight of just like hell and awfulness and dark and cold. When you roll into the springtime, it just hits so different. It's so amazing. I can't explain it. It's like something you have to experience, but I don't want to put people through that, but... I almost get giddy. You know what oh. I mean? It's just like, ee, I'm so excited that it's springtime and I see the sun finally. It, honestly, it's it's so huge. Like, it, it's so amazing how much the, the weather, how big of an effect it makes on you. Like, I my attitude changes, like, completely. Like, I, I don't know if there's something in my brain that just triggers that is just like, you know, uh, it's it's time to be happy again or whatnot. You know, I go through the seasonal depression and now I'm ready to be happy again, but uh, I, I absolutely love it. But before we get too deep into this rabbit hole of happiness, because we're going to talk about it, uh, I do want to go back and, and Nick, what are you drinking tonight? Okay. Well, we're sticking with it. We're sticking with the Budweiser. I'm going to switch it up a little bit though, because I'm in such a good mood. I've got a new beer here that I found a, a, a few weeks back it's called uh, Wanderland Nectarine Ale. I wanted like a nice like springtime, like a fruity beer or something like that made by Sierra Nevada. So I'm not giving up on my Budweiser, my pursuit for a Budweiser sponsorship, but we're going to switch it up a little bit. So we're going to do six Budweisers and six of these Nectarine uh, Ales, and we're going to go sorry, from there. You're doing six and six? Oh, shoot. I did say that, didn't I? I meant three and three. Okay. Good because oh you didn't uh, you didn't hear about like the 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 new format right oh we're doing twelve beers it's a, in it's sixty a tw- minutes it's and- a twelve pack you didn't you must have not got the memo is the company email was sent out it must uh you must have got yeah. left off my bad my invitation must have gotten lost in the mail um 
But for those of you who don't know, we actually do drink six beers in 60 minutes while doing this podcast. And each beer that we drink does have to be above 5% alcohol by volume. Uh, going with the spring theme, Nick, I got myself some twisted tea. Is that is that confirmed above 5%? Right here on the side of the can, five okay. percent. I can, I can see it. Volume. I just after after our last couple mistakes, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to mess anything up anymore. After my whole high noon debacle, yeah, yeah, I, we're not, I've, we're not doing that again. No, especially not. I'm not making that thirty dollar mistake again. As delicious as they are, that is way too much of an overprice. So, anyways, cheers, cheers. So I have an, a, a topic. That I'm kind of stealing uh, from another podcast. I'm not, not I'm not stealing it, but I'm just kind of elaborating on it. Um, obviously, I, I'm a big podcast listener. Uh, it's a good way to pass my time at work and everything. So I actually got this kind of uh, story or whatnot from um, Reply All, uh, which is a great podcast. Highly recommend it if, if anybody's uh, looking for a new podcast. But they recently did a a um, uh, a story on a thing called a hedonometer. Have you ever what? heard of a hedonometer? He he like, hedonometer like H E D O N O meter. No, I have no idea what that is. See, so I had I had never heard of it. Um, so basically, what it is is a measurement of the general happiness of the world, like just in general. Yeah, that's that, it's kind of frightening and kind of like very ambiguous. Like, how do you judge that? There's a lot of questions that start popping up, right? I mean, that seems pretty like a subjective thing, is it not? Like it just depending on the metrics you're using or the time of year or the country or whatever, like, is it a fluctuating meter? So it's just like the, the pulse of happiness around the world at a specific time or what? No. So this is, this is like a continuing, uh, trend. Like they're always monitoring this constantly. And it's not just like, you know, one person or one group kind of deciding what the general happiness of, of the world is. So the way they actually do this is they take the Twitter feed, which when you think about it is like a ton of data. So they go through everybody's tweets and like they pick out buzzwords from there. And so they've decided what words are good and what words are bad. And based on the volume of those words and whether they're good or not, they can kind of give every day a score. And that score kind of gets judged day to day to day, and they can see they can basically plot a trend line of it. So it's actually really cool. So you can go out there. I believe the website is like hedonomy.org, or if you just Google search like hedonomy or hedonometer graph, you can actually see this. And then the cool thing is they give you all the data on what the big words those days were, like whether they were. Um, bad or good they try to tie what event happened like uh for instance the insurrection of of the u.s capitol back in january that was like a big low day and then uh they tied to events like there was some k-pop st- singer that died 
and there was a big low day that day as well. So they can kind of go through and plot this data. It's really cool, actually. I question the validity and the, like, how accurate that meter is. Like, I, I'm curious because, in my opinion, if they're taking buzzwords, like, words have context to them, right? If you just take Correct. the word itself at face value, you don't have the context. So it's like, I had such a fucking bad day. Well, like... I guess bad day is, is the word, but you know what I mean? Like if they were using certain words, like say the F word, right. It could be like, I'm so fucking happy or I'm really fucking sad. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that would be a word, but an example, you know what I mean? Like out of context, certain words don't have the same meaning, happy or sad. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. So like, um, I can't remember how they actually established, like, established like, what words are bad, what words are good, whatever. But, like, you can go through the trend lines and pull up a single day, and it'll tell you whether the de- the word was good or bad. But, you know, I do agree. It's, it's tough to judge that. But I also think when you have, when you're pulling everybody's tweets out there, there's so much data that it offsets, like, the outliers and everything. But it's kind of anybody- cool. Is anybody actually happy on Twitter, though? I feel like Twitter is just, like, a giant like sewage treatment plant i mean i can tell you every every december 25th everybody is extremely happy because there's a jump on that day every single year i mean shocking i I mean but oh anything i see on twitter i don't have a twitter i hate twitter personally i don't get it it's just not my cup of tea right but i feel like twitter is just so vile anymore just so much hate and so much like garbage that goes into Twitter. I find I feel like it would be very, very hard for them to get a pulse of how happy people are by using Twitter as the metric. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, are, is there anything else, or is it strictly Twitter? No, it's it's all strictly Twitter. Um, they can honestly, you can kind of dig into the data, and there's there's more to it, and it's probably more scientific than what I'm throwing out there. In fact, I I know it's going to be more scientific than what I can explain. So I would recommend just going out and looking at the website and looking through it. But it, it's just really cool to see you take in all this data and you try to convert something that's considered subjective and actually give a metric and convert that into a happiness scale. But over the past it, like four years or so, it's been a kind of a common downward trend and everything, but hopefully it's I, I, ticking upward. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like, I don't know. I think it's a cool idea. And, you know, I'm sure it could be refined and stuff like that. So I don't know. I might check it out. But no, I'd never heard of that. So it's interesting to see that there are people gathering that data. And I mean, data just as a whole is so, so powerful, right? Knowledge truly is power. And the things that you can do with data are insane, right? Oh, yeah. For example, like you things collect data on you that you wouldn't even know. And I actually found this through... um, one of my friends who is a lawyer who works in intellectual property and like data privacy. And she was telling me that one of the case studies that they had for like homes and like smart homes and stuff is that like Roomba is collecting data on your house. It is actually doing like a virtual floor plan and mapping out like where your furniture is and stuff like that. It can get the square footage of your house. So like, they could sell data to the real estate market potentially. They could sell to home furnishing companies if they wanted to. Like, oh, these people have a couch that's roughly this size because that 
Roombas constantly going around it and mapping out their home. Right. Thermostats. Thermostats can track when you're home and when you're not, right? So if you want to say, hey, at five o'clock every day, set my house to this temperature because I'm coming home and I want it to be warm right? or cool or whatever it is, right? They know when you're home and when you're not. So th- this so, is why I kind of wanted to bring this up and, and like you're hitting on it dead on is how do you feel? I, I knew you would be a person that would have like a hot take on this or have would have a strong feeling on how do you feel about like tech companies and everything like using your data? I think that I, I like it to a degree, but there's a lot of stuff that they do that I don't like. Right. I find the advertisements can be kind of helpful, but they're also extremely annoying. I think the technology of like a smart home, right, like a smart thermostat or being able to, you know, set the temperature from my home or turn the lights on or shut the garage door remotely. I think all of that stuff is cool. I just the data that they collect. I don't know. I guess I don't personally feel it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like it. I know they do it. I don't like it, but. I don't actually see the results of that data, if that makes like, sense. You know you, what I mean? You don't feel like you've been personally affected by the company taking your data. No, like I don't feel. No, I, I don't feel I, I know they take it. I don't know exactly what they do with all of it, but it's not like something that's popping up in my everyday life, except for like advertisements, mm-hmm. right on mm-hmm. my phone, on TV or whatever, uh, on the computer. Like, that's where I feel it the most. See, but, so I, I used to be one of those people that's like anti-conspiracy theory or whatever. People are like, oh, you know, I was looking this up and then all of a sudden this popped up, you know, and that just, you know, there wasn't uh, any reason why that should have popped up. I never Googled it or whatever. And I was like, eh, whatever. You probably did something to make that trigger. But then like recently, even with some of the stuff that we've talked about on uh, on the podcast, I've had stuff pop up where I'm just like, okay, I know for a fact I did not Google that. And then it was something that like you and I were talking about, given it, it was very like, um, I don't know, it, it very not crazy stuff. Like it was just advertisements for products that we had talked about or something. But it's kind of weird seeing that stuff up. So I'm starting to believe, you know. In well, that- the, the best example that I have of it, Okay, because I have zero reason to have ever Googled this, but I know I specifically remember the conversation I was having when I said these words and then I got an advertisement for it. Right. Yeah. So but this this was the the scenario. Uh, I get very impatient with slow drivers like I I can get a little aggressive. Everybody does. does. (laughs) So I was on the phone and I made the comment. Man, I wish I just had like a mini crossbow that I could just like shoot people's tires out and get them out of my way, right? Yeah. Yep. I straight that's up a very, got that's it. A, you're a very aggressive driver. I can tell already. I I'm never gonna do anything. I'm not. I don't have a road well, rage. Well, we don't know. But that. I like to yell. I like to yell things, and that was one of the things. I wish I had a mini crossbow that I could just like shoot somebody's tire and get them out of my way. And that day. I got advertisements for mini crossbows. I mean, you're not like a medieval connoisseur. Like, you no, like I do not go to, to the medieval fair. I do not participate in the joust. <laughs> like, I, but I got advertisements for mini crossbows. So that was the one for me where I was like, 
that shit's too like it's so weird it's so out there like it's so specific yeah if you're like hey i'm interested in a new tv or i'm looking at new tvs and you get advertisements for new tvs like that's not that weird right those are just advertisements a mini crossbow is such a niche product that somebody would have to like go out of their way to look for for that to just randomly pop up as an advertisement on my computer just was like all right this this is bullshit right so this this stuff's kind of like freaky like i don't know i personally i'm not like too freaked out about it one i don't have that much like interesting things about me that i really have to sell other than like my bank account my social security number like my personal information that's what i care about but it's like outside of that whatever but i really so i'm i'm gonna be moving into a house like soon and i really 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 want to do like how uh, like smart home stuff mm-hmm. and basically have this thing like run itself and i show up and i could do everything from my phone but honestly the stuff's got me a little bit freaked out but i, I still think i'm going to do it though i'm just really excited about it the, the i think the advantages that you can get out of doing smart home stuff far outweigh like the negative side of it as far as well, i know that's and that's kind of where the majority of people are. It's like the convenience versus what you give up, right? You give up some right. of your personal information and your privacy, but the convenience that you get is so much greater than it's at what point, in my opinion, it's where do you draw the line? At what point is this going to be an overreach of privacy, overreach <laughs> of we're, what we're I'm comfortable big brother. with? Big brother's always watching you. Yeah. I mean, at what point are we are we going to not be okay with that? Sure. Right, because it it can always become a slippery slope. It's like, oh, well, they were okay with this. Well, we'll just throw this into the terms, and then they have to agree with that. Did you you ever watch South Park? I'm I'm not a uh, big fan. I it's not that I'm a big fan. I just never watched it very much. So no. Well, I, I mean, it's not everybody's favorite show by any means. They're they're very crude. But one of my favorite episodes that they do because it is true. Um, it's the episode called Human Centipede. Oh, God, and, like human centipede. Yeah, but it's with an iPad. And so it, it's about Apple and their terms and conditions and Steve Jobs and stuff like that. But there's a running joke through the whole thing where one of the characters, I think it might have been Kyle, uh, doesn't read the terms and conditions. <laughs> and so Apple comes to his house, kidnaps him, and then forces him into experiments because <laughs> he didn't read the terms and conditions. <laughs> and so uh, he keeps going around or you know, people keep going around and they're all like shocked. They're like, he didn't read the terms and conditions. <laughs> and so like they go and they check the terms and, and Butters, one of the characters is reading it and he's going, Apple has the right to kidnap me and experiment on me. <laughs> and and then so then he's just like, I'm going to click decline. <laughs> like, <laughs> like nobody reads those terms and conditions. No. They can literally hide anything in there. Have you ever seen the, um, I, I think it was like a, a, um, what do you call it? An art gallery. And the art gallery had on the wall was the entire terms and conditions of various social media platforms. So it had like the, the typical ones, Facebook, uh, Apple, any Apple stuff, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, all of those, and just listed them. And they all started out in the same location on the wall. And then some of them like rolled into the floor, but it listed the entire thing out. And it was like, Kind of scary to think about, but I don't know. Like, 
you hope that those companies aren't doing anything devious. But again, you're putting a lot of faith into something that you have no idea, like what they're actually doing. You know what I right. mean? But again, it, it, and their whole thing is like, oh, if you don't like it, go create your own platform. Oh, if you don't like it, go to somebody. There aren't any other platforms. Right. And you're then, you're then, just stuck. It's it's in a way almost kind of like a monopoly where it's like, okay, yeah, well, I yeah. can't go anywhere else to do this to get the same like experience. Yeah, so I mean, I again they say that, but they they know damn well. Another another South Park episode, uh, the kids are trying to cancel their cable, and they keep going to the cable company, and they're like, "Well, you can always switch to another cable provider." Oh wait, we're the only one in town. Oh, what are you gonna do about it? And then it, it like they just trap you, and there's nothing you can do about it. But. You know, I again, it's where where is the tipping point? I like the convenience. Like a smart home would be dope, right? If yeah, I could it's, warm it's my cool. house up, if I could get Alexa to do all my shit for me, you know, like great. But it, it's what's your what's your comfort level? And everybody has that different point. You know what I right. mean? Right. So yeah. But I don't know. We'll 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 see where this thing goes. Um, but you know what those those technology companies love to do uh, is they like to protect their data. Like they'll, they'll take your data and then they're going to protect their intellectual property and their data. And so um, we we teased it last week about how we kind of broke some rules on our episode four with the uh, Friday vibes. Oh, yeah. Dude, this is fun. I, I actually, I, I found this very interesting. <laughs> so if you haven't listened to episode four of the Last Call podcast, go check it out. Um, at the very end of that episode, we did a thing we called Friday Vibes. And for that little segment for Last Call, we were playing songs by various artists. And I did everything I possibly could to give these artists credit for the songs. I mean, we did obviously didn't make <laughs> did, the songs. We did everything possible. We just posted their fucking the, the URL to their YouTube video. To, to the YouTube video, to their website. <laughs> we I said their name. Possible. I said there's the song title. I like I tried to do everything, but apparently uh YouTube said uh no no no, you can't do that. So we started getting emails from it's YouTube. Not that, it's not that YouTube said no 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 that you couldn't do that. It was I guess a little bit more specific than that, right? I mean, so essentially what YouTube told us is that those artists now have the right to monetize our video, which, dope. <laughs> if we could make any money off of our sound-only YouTube video, great. Like, more power to them. It was just funny. Like, they're saying these artists claim copyright to their songs. Fair. It's their song. Right. And you cannot monetize this video, but they can. But then I thought... um it. it so the other thing that I thought was funny on that was like they said because you basically referenced these videos in your video and you put their the URL link in the description you cannot or your video will not be posted or will not be able to be viewed in the following four countries and it said North Korea, Syria, Iran and Interesting enough, Cuba, which I thought would have been one of the more open ones, but the other three I can kind of understand. But I was like, <laughs> okay, well, we just lost all our fans in that. We lost a big demographic there. That kind of hurts our podcast. Sorry, Syria. You don't get to listen to the Last Call podcast. But, yeah, I mean. You know what we should do? We should just do a a, a, a live tour, and we'll hit those four countries. 
Okay, you don't like that idea. I enjoy life. <laughs> I enjoy not getting beheaded. Or listen, they're they're missing out on the greatness. You ever seen uh, what's the um, oh shoot, what's the 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 interview? Where yeah, it goes to like yeah. you had Dave Franco or James Franco, which which which, which Franco James Franco, is it? Is it James Rogan. Franco, yeah, yeah, that could be us. We could be the ones. We could be great friends with the the Kim. Well, I mean, uh, I don't know. Dennis Rodman's a pretty big, uh, big supporter of Kim Jong Un. I think I don't know if he supports him, but he's like friends with him, isn't he, Dennis Rodman? Yeah, I've seen videos of him like hanging out in North Korea with Kim Jong Un, which is I, I, very interesting. I don't think we have the clout of Dennis Rodman, and I, that's still just the weirdest friendship. Like, yeah, I, like, I truly, I think that Dennis Rodman considers Kim Jong Un a friend, and to me, that's just mind boggling. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's like it's a real world. Like, obviously, the the interview is a movie and whatnot. But Dennis Rodman and Kim Jong Un are like a real version of Kim Jong Un and James Franco in that movie, where it's like, oh, this is this big celebrity from the West that I've like looked up to, and I brought him to hang out with me, and now we're friends. So it's like, I what think. The fuck? I think that Kim Jong-un actually is a big uh, fan of uh, pop culture, like is Western society. Is he a society. fan of, of, of basketball? Uh, yeah. No, he's a, I think he's a very big fan of basketball. And they actually reference that. Specifically like in, 1990s basketball? Possibly. I don't know how old Kim Jong-un is. I feel like he, he was I, very young at the time when Dennis Rodman was like at his prime. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, look at who we idolize in sports. Like, I mean, yeah, I know okay, you're a Colts true. fan, so like Peyton Manning. I mean, we were younger when they were playing, so. 1998, I, I could, baby. So I could definitely see him being like a little kid in North Korea watching his dad, you know, murder thousands of people. Uh, but <laughs> it's like his dad, Kim Jong-il, is like, Okay, Kim, go watch some basketball. Dad's got some business to take care of. <laughs> some work to do. My, my favorite thing about Kim Jong-il, I think the, my favorite Kim Jong-il fact specifically is that that man shot a, an 18 in golf. That That's impressive. A hole in one on every single hole. Honestly, best, the- best golfer of all time. Like, far better than Tiger Woods. He does not give enough credit. Oh, Tiger Woods, man, he he cannot not catch a break. Cannot like for those of you who don't know or don't care, I guess Tiger Woods was in another car accident. Um, from what I've seen, he wasn't impaired. He just was speeding down a road. Uh, allegedly, somebody might have pulled out in front of him where he had to swerve, and then he flipped his car. Um, but man, I like I'm not a huge fan of Tiger Woods personally, but like I, I'm starting to feel bad because he just cannot catch up in, in the the sport that nobody should ever get injured in. This man has had more injuries than than Tom Brady. Tom he's, Brady plays yeah, he's, professional he's, football. He's rougher off than, than football players, rugby players. Like, yeah, he's had more accidents than those guys. So he, I mean, between his back surgeries and now he's broken like all of his, both of his legs, just multiple places throughout. I mean, the man can't catch a break. Do you, do you think this is 
the end of the Tiger era. Like, I mean, he's had he his, his he's had his back fused. He had the whole you know drama and personal life things. You know, I'm not we're not gonna go into that because there's a lot to that. But with everything going on, at what point, if you're him, do you just call it quits? Like, now. you just had. The greatest, what was it? What year did he win the Masters again? 2019? Was that 2019? Mm, it might have been, yeah. I, I think, think it was. It, so at the ripe age of, I don't know how old he is right now, but, you know, he's obviously up in, in his upper years as far as uh, age goes. Um, and he's still proved that he can win on the tour and everything. So it's like, Dude, at this point, just just like go relax, go enjoy life, go do your own thing, and and have fun. Yeah, I mean, it, here's here's the funny thing though. It's like this had nothing to do with golf. I mean, he just had his back fused, right? But like this accident had nothing to do with golf. It was just unfortunate. So right, yeah, right. But but, but uh, what I guess what I'm saying is, it's not going to help his golf career. It's going to be a big struggle coming back. Like there's going to be a lot of a lot of rehabilitation and everything. So it's like you've already proven your point. There's no reason for you to come back and you can basically go out on top and everybody, you know, still really idolizes you as a golfer and knows your talent. There's just go enjoy life, man, at this point. Yeah, uh, I mean... Again, a, a car accident a, accident can happen at any time. You know what I mean? Right, that's right. What, that's, not, that's my it's point. Not it's not just because like he's this, golfing, right? Now, the golfing is what's fucking up his back, you know? But, I mean, again, this man can't catch a break, or maybe he's catching all the breaks. He's breaking his back. He's breaking his legs. He's breaking his cars. <laughs> he's he's catching all the breaks, I guess, maybe, if you want to look at it that way. But he great golfer, uh, again, you know, hope, hope as well. But yeah, I mean, at this point, just, just go play golf casually. You know what I mean? Like stop trying to put your body through all this, this garbage that, you know, the training, the, the wear and tear, the surgeries that he's had to have. It's yeah. just insane. It, it all takes its toll on your body. Like regardless, like sure. A surgery is, is helping you get better and everything, but that's, it's still, it's still difficult on your body overall. But I agree. You know, at this point, retire, focus on your son. His son, Charlie, just had... Uh, dude, that um, kid's going to be a monster. Dude, he had... The, I can't remember what um, event that was where was his son just, just the fucking spotlight. And it was so cool. It's like this this great like transition from, from Tiger to Charlie. And it's like, okay, this is obviously kind of an eye-waking moment. You never know when it's your time to go. As as morbid as that sounds, but yeah, become a you know, coach. Like yeah, go, become your coach. Go, be be in your his son's caddy. Life. Yeah, and and just follow him around and, like and how, how be a dope big would support it be if, figure. How dope would it be if like Tiger became Charlie's caddy? Like I mean, I think Charlie's only eleven, so he's still got like at least five years before he's probably tour eligible, right? But um, like be your son's caddy. That would be dope. Like a father son thing. I think. I think that'd be really cool, but I mean, I, I, you know, I say it's, it's incredible how many injuries Tigers had while golfing, but, um, I, <laughs> I'm sore today, um, because I went bowling 
the other day. Aww. <laughs> Bro, I Aww. woke up the next morning. My fucking legs are dead. And I don't know if it's because I'm getting old or if it's just because I'm not used to those muscles. But have you gone bowling recently? Uh, I, I did some VR bowling. Does that count? No. Okay, well, that controller, I, I can tell you, is pretty damn heavy. It's pretty oh, much the equivalent. It's pretty much the equivalent of a 15-pound. Some say even on the forums that it's the equivalent of a 30-pound ball. <laughs> what what forums are you looking at? Virgins Anonymous? <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. So we just killed the entire VR bowling community from our lister base. You fuck. Huge community. Oh my god, I'm so sad. So it's gonna we co- go- it's gonna come back to bite us in the future. You don't know that yet. No, whatever. VR bowling, you know what? Good for you. But I'm more embarrassed that I hurt my hip bowling. Like I to be fair, I had had a lot to drink. But I woke up the next morning and I was like, why the fuck do my legs hurt so bad? And it was because like a proper bowling form, not that I have that. But like you're supposed to actually slide, <laughs> you you kind of like slide yeah, into you, you, your bowling. You don't want all of that that momentum and in force going into your bones. You want it to go somewhat into the floor by sliding. Yeah, it didn't. It went into my hip, and my <laughs> hip is so goddamn tight and sore. Like I woke up hungover and sore as fuck, and I didn't remember why. And then I I figured out why, and it was because I went bo- I went bowling for my roommate's birthday. Like, God. Bro. At what at what point do we just admit that we're like old? Like when Never. does that come? Never. Never. Okay. Well, in the immortal words of you the are Chainsmokers, the, we ain't ever getting older. Okay. You are the the um, how do I want to call this? Like the average citizen, epitome of Tiger Woods, where you're just like never gonna give up. So. You're just um, never moving on. The other the other issue I'm having is uh, I told my story last week about hurting my ankle playing flag football. Well, I also hurt myself playing flag football by um, getting my toe stepped on, and I ended up losing Aww. my toenail. Ew! Like I yeah, Ew. I lost I lost the entire nail. It's disgusting. It, it just recently grew back. And it didn't grow back right, and now it's causing me a ton of pain. So I had to send an email to my doctor asking who I go see for this. But Did you say it didn't. It didn't grow back right. Yeah, no, it is. It does not look. It does so not it grew look back right. left. I, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. It's a fucking stupid joke, but you know what? I'm gonna fucking say it. So I I emailed my doctor to ask who do I go to have a look at this because like it. it Dude, this thing took over a year to fully grow back. It is weird to think about, like, with how quick your toes, like, toenails and fingernails grow. It's weird to think that it took that long for it to come back. Well, that, but, so, that's not the first nail that I lost. I got hit by a pitch playing in baseball in high school, and it took off my uh, my thumbnail. Ow! Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in pain right now, and I'm sitting in a chair drinking beer. So, so, I mean, it's not the first time it's happened, but like my thumbnail looks normal. Like I didn't have any issues with that for whatever reason. My toenail is just, it hurts. So I'm, uh, I'm getting, finding new and, and more inventive ways to hurt myself apparently. 
I think you should at this point just like stick in a, a bubble room. We'll put you in one of those like padded rooms, like they put like the psycho patients and everything, and we'll just let you live out the rest of your years just like that. God, how does that sound? I think it sounds like pretty good. Just put a bullet in my head at that point. Like, good lord, eh. I don't want to live in a padded room. That's a terrible way to live. It's, it's comfy. You could sleep wherever. You can put your head up against the wall. You can put your head on the floor. You always have a pillow. Think of the bright sides. You really are in a good mood today. Dude, <laughs> I'm just so happy. really got you thinking positive. <laughs> Seriously, you can see this on the video chat right now, but the sun, look at this white, just white balance is so off because there's so much sunshine coming through this window you right so, now. Yeah, you're extremely backlit <laughs> right now. It's great. I love the sunshine. Got to get that so, vitamin D. So, um, you know what you could do? I, I've recently bought some uh, blackout curtains for my room. And, oh, like, yeah? You can, get them, you can get them anywhere. Um, But I, I was thinking, like, you should run to, like, the Home Depot and, and get some blackout curtains. The, the Home reason Depot? I, is, is, the, it, is it kind of like the Ohio State University? No, I hate. No, I hate that. I, oh, I hate gonna... the the Ohio. I know we're the last call podcast, but, like, Ohio State does it with, like, two E's, don't they? It's, like, T-H-E-E. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess if you're texting it out, yes, that's the way I would write it, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not, like, over-pronouncing the The Last Call Podcast. I just like saying The Last Call Podcast. I don't know. It flows for me. Instead of just Last Call Podcast, it's The Last Call Podcast. I don't know. Anyways, the reason I bring up Home Depot, though, is I was watching um, uh, Donald Glover. You know, uh, childish yeah, Gambino. Yeah, like the, the uh, this is, dude, I did not know that that was the same person for, uh, shit, up until probably about a year, year and a half ago, and I realized, oh shit, that's the same person. Yeah, it's, Donald Glover is Childish Gambino. AKA, um, This Is America, like that music video, like, same guy. Yeah, that guy, uh, I mean, same he's got guy. a lot more, so he's a rapper, he's a writer, um, and then he's an actor, so he he does it all. But what, I was watching what was the TV show that he's on. Sorry, Community. Okay. Yeah, it was uh, him. Chevy Chase was on that show. I forget the names of the other actors. Chevy and Chase, actresses, like but... the uh, guy from uh, Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Really. Yeah, he's in Community. I am so like off on my pop culture. Yeah, I, I I've watched a few. Community's funny. I've watched a few episodes. I haven't watched like the whole series or anything. But um, I was watching Donald Glover. He's also a comedian, and he had a stand-up routine. And so uh, I was watching that the other weekend, and uh, he mentioned a story about him at the Home Depot, and and the joke that he made was essentially Home Depot is where uh, your childhood goes to die. Okay, so, that's like, a bit. Like drastic, or that sounds very like strange. once you start getting excited about looking at faucets and different light fixtures in Home Depot, oh, you know you're okay. You're no oh. longer like a child at heart. <laughs> like when you're getting excited about that kind of stuff, you're no longer a child at heart. But that his joke reminded me, and and I really want I need somebody's feedback here. I think the only other person well, that you, might know you have what I'm one talking. person right now. You have my feedback. So yeah, I know. You so better convince some, me. Well, if somebody wants to email us or, you know, shoot us a message at our, our Gmail account, the T-H-E-E, we did do it. We did do the T-H-E-E. Well, that's, for... that's the only option I had. I had to do it. 
whoever is out there using the last podcast or sorry the last podcast on the no shit that's the wrong podcast (laughs) that's another podcast i listen to that i'm a big fan of you don't even know what podcast you're on right now it's the The last call last call podcast at gmail.com i need somebody to email me and and confirm this because i want to know that it wasn't just me and my little brother that went to these things home depot had events on saturdays they were kids workshops where you would come in and then they gave you a little Home Depot apron, right? You know, like the workers wear. Aww, and yeah. then you would like have your name on it. And then they would teach you how to build things like a birdhouse or whatever. Sounds and, like child labor. Well, I mean, you got to keep it. But like <laughs> they had you like using kids saws to like saw wood in half and like build birdhouses and stuff. And then you got like a little like badge it was almost like the boy scouts but home depot's version of the boy scouts because you got like a little pin to go on your little i can make this little bird house any day of the week yeah and you got like a pin for you got a pin for every tool you learned how to use like i think i had like a hammer and a saw and stuff like that like little pins and stuff why didn't you get the chop saw one uh uh that was level four and i i never made it to that level i thought you had like an accident or something like that. Something I mean, that happened that we we shouldn't discuss. I mean, at that, with as often as I get hurt, I'm surprised I didn't chop my finger off <laughs> at, at like one of those events. But yeah, so I need somebody else to confirm this. Is this something that was only in my hometown that we did? Or was this something that Home Depot across the country did? Because I remember my parents taking us to Home Depot on a Saturday to learn how to like use tools and make shit at did Home Did you go Depot. there like really often? Like, was it every Saturday or was it like every other Saturday or I don't remember. I mean, it was a couple of Saturdays that we went. I don't remember if it was everyone or if it was like once a month they had these things, but I remember my mom taking us to Home Depot and my dad is a Home Depot fiend. Like he it's our house and then his second home is Home Depot. Like I don't know that he goes anywhere else. It's either he's at our house or he's buying something at Home Depot to fix our house with. Like hmm. But I remember as a kid going to Home Depot to do these workshops. And I need to know if that was something other kids did or if my parents like tried to indoctrinate me into the Home Depot cult (laughs) that we were being taken to these workshops to learn how to build shit. And like, again, they gave us the aprons like the workers had. Like, are they were they was it a recruitment tool? I think (laughs) I think they were running low on employees in that area specifically. And, you know. You'd be pretty good at getting those small areas, kind of organizing those small bolts and everything, you know, loading stuff into trucks. It was really weird the when they asked me size. to climb the ladder with a giant box of screws to put on the top shelf. I didn't understand why. Like, what does this have to do with my birdhouse? <laughs> <laughs> You're the only one for the job, buddy. We need you. Yeah, I got <laughs> I got the stock shelf or uh, shelf stocking badge. <laughs> At least, as long as you get to use the um, the the price check gun, you know, it's always been a dream of mine to be to use that. Oh. I've never had the opportunity to use that, and I go really to Home want Depot. It. Home Depot self checkouts. They actually have the price check gun that you can like take out and scan your stuff instead. So of I having get to, to use it myself. Yes, at the self checkouts at Home Depot, no, they actually that, have the price guns. But that's not the one that I want. I. I can it's use that little laser scanner all the time. I want the one that's out there on the shop floor. Like, I want the one that sets the prices and prints the labels. Dude, I want all of the power. 
that's a big power trip. Okay, well, you know what? I set the price. It, it might this be is because my Home Depot. it might be because I want a new table saw that is two hundred fifty dollars for five dollars. So I want to be able to set the price myself. But you know what? Eh, I'm sorry. I just I just want the power. Well, that was one of my experiences in department stores as a kid, but. Here's another one that we did. And again, maybe my friends and I were just degenerate kids, but there was a Sam's Club very close to our house. And so on Saturdays when we were like in middle school, we would go to Sam's Club and we would go to the, they have like a little food court in Sam's Club where you can get like pizza or ice cream or whatever. So we'd go there, we'd get a slice of pizza, but then we'd go and play hide and seek in the Sam's Club. Oh, really? Unaccompanied. Wait, did you... uh... We took our parents' Sam's show- Club's card. Okay, and, and then you just showed up. So you and were we just not went into Sam's Club. We got some pizza for lunch, and then we just played hide and seek in Sam's Club. How long did you stay there? I mean, we were there for probably an hour or so. I mean, at least um, at that point, you can't get in trouble, right? Well, we like- started getting in trouble when we went to the office chair section and started having office chair races down the aisles. That's was that's it, when was they kind of the showroom model like. You weren't breaking the the good ones. No, we didn't break the good ones. We used the the shitty ones. We we understood uh, uh, commerce at that point. With like you break it, you buy it. We knew that rule at that point. But the best thing was like some of the adults that were in that section were like cheering us on, <laughs> like yeah, go go go. Uh, one parent was actually like pushing us around in the chairs. Like Shut one up, th- actually, yeah. Yeah, like they just took us and shoved us down the aisle in the chairs. Like, did you ever do like a uh, um, like roller chair jousting? No, we never did jousting. <sighs> so you really we never... weren't in like the medieval times, like into the. No, I, I told you I didn't do the medieval stuff, but we did do. <sighs> we did the chair racing. Uh, Guitar Hero. They had the sample Guitar Heroes there. Are you serious? Like you Back actually play guitar at? Yeah, at they had Sam's. They Club? had Guitar. Yeah, they had Guitar Hero wow. set up on the uh, display TV. So we would play Guitar Hero. We'd eat pizza. We'd play hide and seek. Like, it was just, it was like, I don't know. It was like Tours RS almost. It was like, except... it was like daycare, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, they put, they put a stop to that pretty quick. Because I remember a couple times we tried to show up and we had the card. And they're like, where are your parents? <laughs> do they, do they remember you? Like after yeah, so Well, they times? started after a few Saturdays of us racing chairs down the aisles and playing guitar hero and not buying shit. <laughs> yeah. They kind of put two and two together that we were coming in without our parents and just, That's why around. you go in there and you buy like a, a, a fucking case. You, cause you have to buy everything in a case there. You got to buy a case of Gatorade and then you walk out and say, yep, I'm a paying customer. I belong in here. Well, I'm that's not what you do. Buy- well, I'm not buying that to like, walk back in that just looks suspicious so they're gonna say sir what are you what are you coming back in to buy now you know what i mean like well anyways. i never got caught and that's what i did so you know what oh did you guys do that too? The... no i didn't I, i'm a liar. Oh, well see <laughs> these are the things i need to know the other thing that my brother no, i'm mad I'm, I'm i'm honestly mad that i'm learning about this now and that my friends did not do this when we were growing up yeah we went and fucked around in sam's club played hide and seek and did all that shit all the time um, the other thing from our childhood that was really weird were our high school assemblies. And I know I've told you about this, but I'm still trying to get confirmation from other people that they had weird fucking assemblies in high school and middle school like we did. 
Okay, what uh, do you know, mean by like a high school assembly though? Where all of us gathered in the gymnasium in like where our basketball team played, we all gathered in there and then they had some talk, whether it was about drugs and alcohol. Uh Southwest Missouri where I'm from had a big problem with meth. So we had a whole assembly about the dangers of meth. Um, I remember in elementary school, we had some like bodybuilders come to our school and rip phone books in half and like bend metal for some reason. I don't know what the point of that was. Awesome. (laughs) It was like, is is this just to entertain us kids or is this what these humans could do? Oh, wow. (laughs) Do you even feel inspired yet? Don't know why we had that one. Uh, one of our assemblies was about the dangers of hilltopping, which is where you drive your car up a hill extremely fast. And then, like, it's over a hill, so you launch your car off the hill as a ramp and so then try to airborne. land. You, you straight up Dukes of Hazard it. Yes, off of hills. Sweet. We had, a, we had an assembly about the dangers of that, and I was like, who's doing this? Because they're like, you could run your car off the road and hit a tree. It was like, no shit. Who, who, who is doing but this? But legitimately, were there friends of yours that you knew that were doing that? No. I, straight up, we all looked at each other like, who is actually doing this right now? Huh. And then uh, we, one of the ones about alcohol was about alcohol abuse, and all they did was teach us different ways to consume alcohol. It and was it's like, like, okay, well, thank you for putting these ideas in my head. Right? Yeah, that's where we <laughs> learned about butt chugging. It's like you oh, can, uh, yeah, I would have like never people, thought about putting this funnel up my butt until you put that idea in my head thank you <laughs> yeah so there was that there were people taking shots of vodka straight to the eyeball cool just yeah. pouring vodka in their eyes and then the soaked tampons was one it was like are you trying to actually warn us about this or teach us how to drink alcohol i don't know but i think it's it's just the principal and the administration or just trying to relive their college days you know maybe i don't know but it was some weird shit um, man, I'm all worked up, but guess what, Nick? It's that time of the night. I'm, I, dude, I'm telling you, these go faster and faster and faster. I'm upset by it, but you know what? It has to happen. So, you know what time it is? It's the last call. Last call. This is the last call for alcohol this evening. Last call. Drink up, drink up, drink up, and order it. That's right. It is the last call on the last call podcast. Uh, It's the last 10 minutes of our show where we do a little different segment every single week. This week is recycling day. Nick, do you know what recycling day is? I have no idea. Um, I've got got a significant amount of beer bottles that I need to recycle. Is, Is that part of it where I just take those outside? You should recycle those. You should take those outside. Uh, in Michigan, I actually get 10 cents for recycling all of my cans, but that is not what we're talking about here. Recycling day is where we are going to go over some very uh, different topics, uh, a plethora of topics, if you will, Ooh, that plethora. were not Good word. that were not covered, that either we wanted to cover or we did not cover to its fullest extent in previous episodes. These are going to be rapid fire. You're going to get maybe one or two minutes on each topic, but we're going to hit them anyway. So, Nick, are you ready for Recycling Day? Uh, I'm ready to throw these bottles in the trash. All right. Oh, here shit. we go. I didn't learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's All not right, the trash. Me. It's recycling. So, hit me. 
first topic we wanted to cover. Uh, we were talking about pre-COVID routines, and you noticed a uh, severe increase in the amount of mullets out there. Is the mullet back, Nick? The mullet is 100% back. I, in fact, had a buddy Snapchat me today, and he cut his hair and made a uh, party in the front. Or, shit, I fucked that up. Business in the front, front party in the back. He had the whole thing cut. It looks beautiful. It's gorgeous. I'm a big fan of it. Love the mullet being back. The mullet is back. Uh, one of my old roommates has a mullet. He's had that thing for a while. Uh, Morgan Wallen brought the mullet back too. Miley Cyrus has a mullet. I think the mullet is 100% back. Next one. Uh, you did something during one of our shows, uh, maybe it was after the show a couple weeks ago, where uh, you decided to take your pizza crust and dip it in your beer to see how uh, that would work. Yeah, yeah, that did happen. You know, it, that, that pizza crust was kind of boring and eh, try to spice it up a little bit. And how'd it taste? Uh, it was meh. It's just a little bit soggier than it was before. So that got me thinking, what are some weird food combinations that people swear by? So I, I got a list here, and I want to get your takes on them. Sweet. All right. Hit me. First one is milk Coke. Are you saying people mix milk and Coke? Milk and Coca-Cola. That is, no, disgusting. That's going to curdle, just like I, a uh, Irish car bomb. I've heard this one before. I don't, I've never tried it, but people swear it's good. Next one, strawberries and sour cream. That one I could see a little bit more because it's somewhat closer to strawberries and cream, but it's still but disgusting. Like, sour cream goes on baked potatoes. Like yeah. not. Oh, yeah, but I, I could see people people do like uh, cottage cheese and fruit and it's somewhat similar to that. So I could see it, but uh, it, it, agree, agree to disagree. Yeah. I, I don't get that one at all. Uh, salami and strawberry jam. Nope. Nope. Those don't go together. Hot sauce and ice cream. Oh God. That's, that's tough. Cause I'm a big ice cream connoisseur and I'm a big hot sauce connoisseur, but I don't think the two go together. I, I, that one kind of, I don't know why that one hit me different. I didn't like that one at all. Who took um, these polls? I do. I don't know. I have no idea where these came from. I just, I, again, ask Google. Uh, my brother told me that his boss does a shot of hot sauce in his coffee every morning. No, like that's actually a thing. That's what he does. I don't think it's a thing, but that's. What do you he know does. what kind of hot sauce it is? I think it's Tabasco. Like a full shot. I don't know if it's like a shot glass, but he like puts hot sauce in his coffee. That's so. Dude, I, I want to try it just to try it. Oh, Might get you going, let, but I don't know. You, you, you let me know how that goes. Okay. Uh, two more. Peanut butter and avocado sandwiches. Mm, I'm not a big fan of avocado. I don't understand the avocado uh, craze, whatever, so I'm avoiding that one. Last one. Flaming Hot Cheetos Sweet. and milk. Mm, mm, no, no, no. Okay, so those go together. As long as you eat the hot Cheetos and the milk and drink the milk separate. So no, that's not what I'm talking about. People are making flaming hot Cheeto cereal. They are. Oh, pouring... no, 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 mm -mm, no. That, that shit can mix when it's in your stomach, but it does not mix in the mouth. I have. 
<laughs> I have seen multiple videos of people eating it and being like, yeah, this is actually decent. I, I, I no. don't think I can get myself to try it. So, so interesting enough, the, uh, the way I used to hydrate as I was a cross country runner, the way I used to force myself to hydrate was I would eat hot Cheetos and just drink water. I mean, somewhat kind of related, but not really. Anyway, next one. Last week, we were talking about painful injuries. Uh, I wanted to tell a story, and I forgot to tell it, about one of our buddies from college that uh, ruptured his testicle playing softball. Oof. He slid into second base, and the throw came in from the outfield, and it hit him directly in the nuts. He was in pain. Finally, he went to the doctor. They said, hey, you've ruptured your testicle. We're going to have to do some surgery on this. He had to have 40% of one of his testicles removed. So this is where it gets funny. Our fraternity brothers, being the, the clever folk that they are, went to go visit him in the hospital. As gifts, they took him a box of chocolate and they took him some fruit. The box of chocolates they had opened and they ate 40% of half of the chocolates. And the, <laughs> and the fruit that they took him was an orange, a banana, and a grapefruit. And they arranged them on his bedside table in that order. <laughs> Never under, uh, underestimate the creativeness, creativity of the college student. <laughs> so... That was probably a very painful injury. Uh, our buddy who had that happen to him also said that it was very hard while he was having ultrasounds done on his testicle not to get an erection. Did when you get that that uh, warm gel and everything going on, it's it's uh, that's a different event, <laughs> especially down there. All right, next topic. Uh, Cameron last episode, our guest Cameron alluded to it a little bit about product placement in movies. Uh, I think his fun fact was that uh, Stranger Things season three, was it, got $15 million for yep. various product placements. So there's another show on Netflix that is just a walking advertisement. It's not a great show. I know people like it, and I'm sorry I'm going to hurt your feelings here, but it's just a walking advertisement, and that is Cobra Kai. Ooh, hot take. Not they, a fan of the show, or? The show is, it's kind of dumb. Acting's poor. But, like, they own a specific car dealership. Uh, I don't want to get it wrong. I think it might be a Lexus dealership. It's, and it's, it's very Don Hines, Honda of, of, of America. Come down to the uh, store for a 25% discount on a car. You could drive is away that... on a, with a Civic anytime now. <laughs> So uh, uh, the other uh, fun fact about product placement in uh, movies and whatnot, did you know that if a, a character in a movie is holding an Apple product, they are not allowed to be the villain. That is in the contract. So if With a character Apple. is holding an iPhone, if they're like holding an iPhone or using any Apple product, they are by contract not allowed to be the villain of the movie. Really? Correct. Interesting. Okay. So they read the terms and conditions, obviously. <laughs> yes, they must have read the terms and conditions. So fun fact, uh, but any more product placement in movies and TV and videos is just blatant and a little bit annoying. Uh, got a couple more here. Uh, collectible items during the pandemic. Uh, we might have Cam on again, so I'm going to save this one for him because he really wanted to talk about it. I think it's very interesting that 
sports cards, Pokemon cards, various things are becoming very collectible during this pandemic. And I have no idea why, but again, I don't want to get too far into that one. Cause I want to save that one for cam. If he comes back, this one is new, but I didn't think we had much to talk about it. Bobby Schmurda is out of prison after seven years. Well, okay. So that explains why I haven't seen a uh, new song from him since uh, Hot Explicit Word there. Yeah, Bob, Bobby kind of boxed us white people in on that one. <laughs> like, how, You know what song we're talking about, but as white people, we're not, I guess, supposed to I say, you I know. Can't, I can't reference it. But Yeah, you we know, can't say hot, the actual song. In, in, in Word, yep, that happens. So... So okay, I, I, I honestly did not realize that he was in jail. What was he in jail for? Uh, a t- uh, conspiracy to commit murder, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Well, uh, welcome back to the world. Uh, hope <laughs> your music goes well and, uh, welcome back. So congrats to Bobby Shmurda. Uh, last one, Nick, you, uh, you said you had something that you had found with Papa John's delivery that you thought was uh, revolutionary. What was that? Oh, yep, yep, yep. Okay, I remember this. Um, So I found out that you can deliver a pizza from Papa John's like two months in advance or something ridiculous like that. And I really messed up and I could have ordered a pizza two months ago for this exact moment to be delivered right now, and I didn't do it, so I messed up. So you could have sent your future self a little treat. Just be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to send myself two months from now a little treat where I'm going to get myself a pizza, and it's going to just arrive unexpectedly. Honestly, I'm really looking forward to the future because you never know when a pizza is going to pop up. (laughs) That's something to look forward to. Well, everybody, thank you again for joining us on this Friday of the Last Call podcast. I'm Aaron Thompson. Alongside me with Nick Warner, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Again, if you have any comments for us, send an email to the T-H-E-E Last Call Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again, and have a great fucking Friday.